Jessica Libor, and I am an artist, educator, and curator. If you're an artist who wants to create an amazing and fulfilling career in life, this podcast is for you. I'll be sharing inspiration that has worked for me and art world insights and tips. My goal for this podcast is to help you feel in control of your art career and empowered to be the best artist that you can be. Hello, my beautiful artist friends. So today I have the pleasure of presenting you with an interview with a pioneer of the arts in his country of India, and that is Ayush Agarwal. And I became familiar with Ayush's work because he actually exhibited in the new Pre-Raphaelites show, the exhibit that is currently up through Era Contemporary Gallery through January 2021. So I found out that he actually recently started the very first atelier school in India, which is kind of a huge deal. So we started chatting and I invited him on the podcast. So a little bit about his background. Ayush was born in 1991 and is a contemporary painter and teacher currently based in Hyderabad, Hyderabad, India. And he is also the founder and director of Samsara Academy of Art. He graduated from the Barcelona Academy of Art and also trained at various other world-renowned academies, including the Florence Academy of Art and the Los Angeles Academy of Figurative Art. His works have been exhibited internationally in the U.S. and Europe, including various modern art museums and in Barcelona, and one of the largest fine art auction houses in the world, which is Sotheby's. So his work is also in the permanent collection of the European Museum of Modern Art, Barcelona, and the Art Renewal Center in New York. Featured in multiple publications, Ayush has various awards to his credit. Most recently, he has been honored with a Certificate of Excellence by the Portrait Society of America, USA. In 2019, he won ARC Purchase Awards and second place drawing in the 14th ARC International Salon Competition and also received various scholarships while studying along with being elected as the Assistant Instructor of the Drawing and Painting Program, Anatomy and Ecroche. And in 2017, he also won the ARC Scholarship and was chosen in Figurativas 17 Competition for the permanent collection of Museo Europeo de Art Modern. Uh, Sounds like in English, the Museum of European Art of Modern Art in Barcelona and has won numerous other competitions with his art. So Ayush was very kind and very inspiring to me, and I hope that you will enjoy this interview as much as I did. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. And um, yes, we had chatted before, and I thought that we had such an interesting conversation that I wanted to share it with everyone. I think what you do is so inspiring, and it really inspired me. So I thought it would inspire other people as well. So why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us um, what you do right now? Uh, Okay, I'm actually excited to be here as well. And uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. 
uh, I am an artist based in um, India. So I'm a painter and I have uh, started my own atelier in India. It's uh, India's first atelier. It's called the Samsara Academy of Art. Mm -hmm. And that's where my studio is located as well, where I paint from. So amazing, amazing. And, um, and you also exhibited in the Era Contemporary show, the new Pre-Raphaelites, um, which is how I heard about you. And yeah. yeah, so you have a couple of pieces in that show as well. Yeah, uh, uh, Pre-Raphaelites have been a huge uh, inspiration for me since I was studying. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, a lot of my work, uh, I have like a lot of the Pre-Raphaelites work I have on my inspiration one and I get inspired by them uh, quite a lot. So. I tend to look at them and try to get a certain essence of what they were going for in terms of the beauty, in terms of the expression of the models and things like that. Uh, and it was really great when I saw the open call for the exhibition and uh, I thought my work would fit quite well with the theme as well. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, and it's so great to have your work here. You And for those of you who have not seen, um, Ayush, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Ayush? Ayush. Ayush. Ayush, yeah. okay. Yeah. Ayush's work, um, then you should definitely go check it out. And you can see it on his Instagram. We'll give you all the links. I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes and stuff, but you should look at his work because it is stunning. It's amazing. Um, so we're just so happy to have you part of the show. And um, why don't you just tell us, so you founded the first atelier in India, which is like historical, like that's like, that's like history making. I mean, that's so exciting. It so. is very exciting and nerve wracking at the same time, uh, because you want to do an exceptionally good job of uh, um, making the atelier and trying to provide the same standards uh, that exist throughout the world in terms of teaching, in terms of the studio spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is very exciting. And I'm glad that uh, I'm able to initiate this because uh, when I was growing up, I did not have a platform like this where I could go and study. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was one of the main reasons as well why I thought I would start and atelier in India. Wow, um, amazing. So why don't you um, go back in time a little bit and tell us about how you um, grew up, how you started to get an interest in art and what ultimately led to the decision of going to study somewhere? Uh, well, it's a very long story, but I'm gonna try to keep it brief. Uh, I think I was interested in drawing and painting uh, from a very young age. I mean, I probably wouldn't have known at that time that I wanted to be an artist because there were so many things I was uh, interested in, but I just remember now it makes sense because I used to spend more time drawing on my projects in school mm -hmm. uh, and not writing the theses or not writing in my projects. Mm -hmm. And I used to make my sister write the projects for me. And oh. I would just uh, sit uh, drawing all the uh, diagrams and uh, make it like look beautiful and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, as time passed on in my uh, high school, um, uh, I was supposed to be studying to be a chartered accountant, mm. uh, but I realized that I had no interest in it. I was 
a lot more interested at the time in making games and uh yeah. making movies so i was interested in the art of making movies and games wow. um, and when i started researching about the subject matter i completely fell in love with that process and that's how uh my love for art kind of began oh uh, interesting so were you interested more in like animation or um like storyboards or just kind of all of it um it's like animation and storyboards, but mostly in the uh, pre-production phase uh, that goes into movie making and games, right? So you design characters, you design environments, mm -hmm. so you're basically creating worlds. Uh, mm -hmm. And creating that's what worlds, I was, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was very interested in. So do you feel like now um, you're able to create worlds with your art? Yeah, definitely. Uh, because each piece in itself feels like a whole world in itself. There's so much that goes into making it. And mm -hmm. there's so much thought and uh, ideation behind each piece. Mm -hmm. So it's creating a world, but in a very different sense from like movies and games. Right. Uh, right. That's so cool. So then <clears throat> how did you kind of find the atelier world, if you were kind of immersed in learning about mm -hmm. more video stuff? So I was working um, in Hyderabad in my hometown in a game studio, actually, as mm -hmm. a game designer and as a UI artist for games. Uh, but I felt like I hit a sort of threshold in my skills and I was not improving or I was not progressing and I was seeing amazing art come out of everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, at that time, a lot of the uh, veterans in the industry were talking about uh, atelier training and atelier education. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to check out what that basically was. Uh, so they were talking about it because it's much more uh, affordable in terms of the cost of uh, learning the principles compared to uh, university or uh, proper uh, game college or entertainment design college. Uh, and uh, in fact, we learned a lot more in the atelier system through repetitive practice. Um, so that's what got me started into looking at ateliers. And as soon as I found out, um, I quit my job and I applied uh, pretty much to all the ateliers that were in the world because I didn't know uh, how it works uh, and I was I never went out of India. So I just applied to every place uh, that I found on uh, Art Renewal Center basically. Wow, oh my gosh, that's such a cool story. And so then how did you select the one that you went to and which one did you go to? Uh, so a lot of the ateliers uh, that I applied at that time uh, because this was I think back in 2013 or no. Mm -hmm even before that, it was 2011 and 12. Uh, so they were not accepting international students and there were very few ateliers back then. Um, so the uh, places that accepted international students was one in Canada and the Florence Academy of Art. Mm -hmm. um, and I got an acceptance letter from both the places. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, like, uh, so, when I looked at it, for me, I was much more drawn towards Florence Academy of Art, mm -hmm. but they did not have a spot available in the Florence Florence. Uh, they had a spot available in Sweden, 
at that time mm -hmm. and i did not want to waste uh, any time starting yeah. to learn things so i just applied got my visa done within a week and yeah uh, wow that's such that's such like a major life change and it yeah. sounds like you had such conviction like no this is this is like the path for me and that's really great yeah uh and so i ended up in sweden for a year uh, uh unfortunately i couldn't continue more because i ran out of money so i had to leave the course and come back to india to work and save up some money um but um uh, because florence academy of art uh, was not providing a degree uh, coming from asia i think a lot of uh, asian people relate to this parents kind of tell you to get a degree uh, like a bachelor's or a master's and then like a phd so that's kind of important uh, and that and at that time uh, there was another uh, school in the states and i was still my head was still into atel uh, like gaming and animation so mm -hmm. uh, it's called los angeles academy of figurative art mm -hmm. and uh, after working coming back to india after working for another year saving up some money i then decided to go to la to see the entertainment industry and um, explore uh, still my interest in animation and games uh so i ended up in la mm -hmm. uh for another year but i realized while i was studying that um i kind of fell in love with traditional media i think it was maybe my time during the florence academy or even what i was doing at that time uh and when i went to uh, city and animation expo uh i kind of met one of my idols you could say from the animation and movie industry uh like uh, ian mckeek so he's a legend in the entertainment art uh, world and when we met him he uh, asked us what you were doing and we said okay we're studying at so and so place uh and uh he asked us what do you want to do after you finish the course Mm -hmm. and he was base uh, and we said we want to get a job in the industry so it was me and my roommates together uh, who were all studying and he just um uh told us like uh, are you going there to get a job or are you going there to learn uh if your sole purpose is to get a job then you're doing it for the wrong reasons think of what you want to uh do with your art what you want to say with your art and uh do that so you're going to a jedi school not to get a job in the industry do what you want and that was kind of a turning point uh for me as well when i decided to uh leave and uh uh pursue my interest in the traditional media wow that is that's like ironic too that it came yeah. from somebody who's like deep in another industry the industry yeah. that you were going for and then mm -hmm. something that he said turned your life completely in a different direction yeah. and it sounds like he's a very wise person <laughs> yeah he is uh, of course there were other instructors as well who kind of helped me uh, through the process like uh, because uh, everyone was very critical uh, about why do you want to do this there has to be a reason mm -hmm. and just asking that question of why 
mm -hmm. uh, kind of gave me the answer. Uh, Amazing. So, um, so then did you go to another atelier after that? Yeah, uh, I was running out of money. And uh, so I decided to go to the Barcelona Academy of Art. I knew uh, one of the instructors, Dorian Itten, uh, from before we had like a short email uh, conversation. And um, I knew the other instructors like Jordi uh, Diaz Alama and uh, Joe. I had seen them work when I was in uh, Florida in Sweden. And I was looking for a similar structure uh, of course, where I could spend uh, almost eight to 10 hours working in the studio and constantly producing work. Uh, so that's when I decided to go to the Barcelona Academy. Amazing. So you finished out um, your education there. How was that? Did you love it in Barcelona? I did. Uh, it was one of the best places I've uh, lived at, as well as one of the best schools I studied in as well. Uh, because um, even though we had a classical part to the uh, training at the academy, we also had a contemporary uh, philosophy where uh, we would uh, we could experiment with different things. We had different uh, classes on abstraction, composition, mm. and uh, uh, learning the modern uh, art side of things. Uh, as well and seeing it from that perspective as well to understand the conceptual notion behind the artwork. And uh, I felt like got a lot of freedom um, when I was studying there. And mm -hmm. I loved that part because while studying, I could just take like really big, like a meter and a half by meter papers and start drawing mm -hmm. uh, at the academy. Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds like a great mix of like both encouraging you to like use a lot of your creativity and then also like teaching you those atelier skills yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's great okay so you finished there and then um and then so walk me through the process of like you finishing and then you going you went back to india right yeah uh, yeah and then you were like what am i gonna do no, I actually had the plan before I left oh, Barcelona. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. So uh, the primary reason why I came back to India because my I wanted to be there for my parents and I wanted to support my parents. Mm -hmm. So that was the primary reason for me coming back to India. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I, I decided that, um, um, it had been a dream for a long time that we need something like this in India. And uh, as I couldn't find it, I just uh, thought maybe I'll start an atelier uh, when I go back. I just didn't know uh, how much work was going into it. Uh, uh, but uh, because I was, when I was in Barcelona, I was helping out whenever I can. And um, the director, Jordi, and all the other uh, administration and teachers were really supportive um, and um, uh, they gave me uh, like a teaching scholarships. So I learned a lot in the process uh, when I was there at the Barcelona Academy. So when I came back, a lot of those things kind of helped me uh, to begin uh, starting to build up the atelier in India. So as soon as I came back within 
I think uh, I came back in May of 2019 and by July, uh, we had the academy ready and we started. Amazing. So this is really new, the really yeah. new academy then. Amazing. So um, what have some of your challenges been with starting an academy? Oh, um, the first thing was finding a place uh, in the city uh, because I did not realize for the four years, five years I was gone uh, that everything would be insanely expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the main challenge is because uh, I wanted to keep the cost of fees as low as possible to um, make sure that uh, a lot of the students can afford it. Uh, so the, uh, finding a place um, that will help me on a rental basis keep the cost low for the students because uh, for me the goal is not to make uh, this as a commercial place it's like a more a non-profit where artists can come learn techniques share techniques uh, and um, like grow in the process right and that's the main goal uh, and because i did not have that part i wanted to have a place where uh, people are interested and really want to learn can come and do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the first challenge. Uh, so uh, once I was able to set aside some money and get the place up and running, the second challenge that we faced was finding models because a part of atelier training is uh, having model and figure studies mm -hmm. uh, every day at the academy. Whereas the culture of uh, uh, models does not like it existed before, but nowadays it's not uh, as prominent or people don't know about it, hmm. uh, especially nude modeling. So yeah. it can be seen um, um, like uh, you're doing something wrong uh, when you have nude models at the academy and uh, hmm. it can be uh, a big no-no according to the culture and according to the society for a lot of people. So that was another big challenge that um, uh, we had to do is find models and make the models understand this is a very well-respected profession uh, mm -hmm. all throughout the world. And uh, it's uh, something you can make into a profession as well as you go uh, mm -hmm. along. So mm -hmm. that was another challenge that I had to face. And then the last thing is, uh, getting the students, of course, because uh, without the students, we cannot run the atelier. And uh, we still have very, uh, the system of education is where uh, people think that a degree is important to be successful uh, in the art field or to be a fine artist or to be a game development artist. Uh, and everyone has this notion of, uh, okay, you have to get a degree and because we are not affiliated with the government of India or um, mm. uh, have like a board approval uh, to provide a degree, it becomes difficult to get the students. Got uh, it, yeah. So these are the main challenges that I think we faced um, in terms of, and we kind of still do, but uh, it's slowly people are understanding the system uh, mm -hmm. a bit more. And it was very new for everyone. Okay, what is an atelier? Uh, mm -hmm. There is only the traditional sense of colleges and schools where you, if you enroll, you enroll completely for three to four years. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in Italy, you can do three months, take a break, work, save money, come back and 
-hmm. So there's a lot more flexibility flexibility in that system. So um, all of these challenges we had to deal with one by one and see uh, how we can make it better. Amazing. And then what are what are some of like the best things that you've done as far as marketing for your um, for your school and your art, but um, I suppose we're talking more about your school now. Uh, yeah, um, so social media uh, was one of the best platforms where we could reach a wider range of audience all throughout India and the world. Uh, uh, and as soon as we had the required number of students for Art Renewal Center's approval, we also submitted the application for that. And uh, we also became the first atelier again in India to be approved by Art Renewal Center. And along with uh, that, uh, I went to, we had a plan of going to different cities across India to give uh, like presentations in schools or in local places uh, about um, uh, the atelier system and uh, the academic method, how it's not only for fine art, but it can be applied to any visual art medium that you want to work in. Mm -hmm. So we did a presentation in Bombay, which is one of the largest cities in India, uh, and some uh, schools uh, in the town in the city I'm from. And uh, I also did a presentation at the Game Developers Conference that happens in the city. Uh, so it's like Indian Game Developers Conference where um, I had a talk uh, about game art and how the academic art can be applied to game art and how you can learn from the old masters uh, about that. That is amazing. It's so incredible. Um, I'm very inspired by all this. So what are some of the things that have helped you um, as on your journey, both as an artist and as somebody who is, you know, has this entrepreneurial business starting a school and also as a teacher, but um, what are some of the things that have helped you as far as just like character traits or things that you've done as far as habits that have helped you succeed? Uh, well, a lot of the people consider me being a workaholic, okay. so uh, uh, I kind of, uh, when I, whenever I take on a project, I try to put my 1000% into the project uh, and um, work, work, work till it starts showing results and always try to think like, uh, what are the new ways I can uh, improve uh, what we're providing and how we can expand on this idea. So uh, I'm always like constantly thinking and constantly trying to put my work into it. So that's one of the things you could say is a trade that everyone would consider. Uh, I was working so much that I stopped going out with my friends and uh, uh, we would barely see each other like three once in three months or once in four five months something like that mm -hmm. um, uh, and apart from that patience uh, I think like whenever I'm working on my paintings or whether it is teaching and whether uh, it is uh, handling any of the other aspects about the academy uh, it's just having the patience and 
making sure that if I put in the work and have that patience, things will start uh, working out uh, and uh, we can see the results in a way. So these are probably two things like uh, having the patience and having the work ethic to put into it every day and um, trying not to procrastinate and having a schedule for yourself every day and mm. sticking to the schedule as much as possible are uh, what helped me um, uh, progress so much in okay. my art and in my uh, other aspects of life as well. That's really good, really good advice. Cause I know that a lot of artists struggle with um, basically keeping on track because they are the ones that have to keep themselves on track instead yeah. of you know a boss telling them, you know, this is the deadline and you have to do it. Um, yeah. You have to give yourself all these tasks. And I think it really comes down to like trusting yourself, like follow through and building self-trust because mm -hmm. you have to believe that, you know, if I say these are the things that I need to do that you're going to actually do them. Um, and like, you, you know, you build that muscle through actually following through every single time. And, um, and yeah, patience is so important too, because I like to think of it in terms of you're kind of like building a house. So like, you're not going to end up with that, you know, robust school that's like, mm -hmm you know, well-renowned if you don't actually start by like, you know, searching for real estate that you can use or yeah. all these like behind the scenes things like, yeah. um, like going and speaking at schools, like researching the schools, doing all the emails, like reaching out to people. Like it's all this totally unglamorous work that like eventually gets you to the place where people see this great thing that you've created, but it's all that like totally unglamorous behind the scenes, just like blood, sweat and tears that you put into it. And I feel that way about art as well. Like yeah. people see this glorious thing that you've created and little do they know, I mean, it's not always fun to work on art most of the time. <laughs> But yeah. sometimes it feels like you're working on a math problem. Like you really mm -hmm. want to get things the way that you need them to look. And in order to do that, you have to like get the correct color matches and get the correct values. And yeah. it can be very time consuming and um, very absorbing. But, but, you know, especially with big pieces, like the ones that you do, like it can take a long time and people see that final result, but they don't see like the weeks of work that you put into it, um, you know, foregoing, going out with friends and stuff like that. So patience, yes, I, I, I agree. It's like building a house. Like if you start with the foundation doing, which is invisible, um, but it's the most important thing. If you do all those invisible things first, then eventually you will start to see this house being built, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's also like uh, treating uh, it like a regular job. Uh, I know like we can be very uh, uh, like separated from the world sometimes and sometimes we're too much into the world, uh, just going out all the time or sometimes we feel uh, because we're so, so much, I think like about artists is about feeling and how they want to put what they feel on the 
uh, canvas or on the paper, right? Uh, but it's also, um, I feel sometimes maybe that can keep us away from actually putting the work mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. So uh, for me, like what kind of also help is just treating it like a regular uh, job where you're in the studio from 10 to six or 10 to eight and you have a specific time every day that you're dedicating to working. And uh, even if you're not inspired, maybe through the work process, uh, I feel like sometimes inspiration strikes me or most of the time that mm -hmm. the inspiration strikes me through the work process. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes, amazing. I love it. Well, um, amazing. So, so what, is, what, are, what are some of your plans for the future for your school and for your art? Oh, uh, well, for my art, I'm currently working on a series, uh, the Red and Black series, which uh, I'm hoping to finish this year uh, uh, or by latest spring next year, depending on uh, how much uh, I have to give to the school as well and managing my time. Um, and uh, apart from that, I'm also looking to make uh, uh, start another series, which I started like pre-concept ideas for. Uh, which will showcase uh, some of the environments of India uh, and uh, 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 just had a lot to deal with what COVID kind of uh, left a mark as in India as well. So mm -hmm. a tiny bit about that mm -hmm. as well, along with that, um, the different ideas about the dichotomies uh, of culture and uh, society. So that's one of the uh, ideas that I want to tackle going forward in terms of my art. Um, and cool. uh, with the school, uh, as we grow, first of all, we're very small at the moment because um, I don't want to take too many students. And uh, this is all that permits me because whatever I get from my art, I kind of invest it back into the school to provide it for the students in a way so that I can get better facilities and build it up more and more mm -hmm. uh, for the students. So um, the goal would be like maybe five years down the line at least have uh, both a sculpture department and a digital art and design department Ooh. for the academy along with um, the drawing and painting that we're currently uh, doing and hopefully also getting um, formal recognition from the government of India mm -hmm. so that a lot more uh, students uh, can see the benefit of uh, doing this. But yeah, there's many challenges to uh, come across before that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure that getting that recognition from them will mm -hmm. help with just like being able to secure funding or um, yeah. getting more students or even raising your prices. Um, so that's, that's really good. I, I hope that, I hope that you yeah. get it. <laughs> that's great. Well, um, where can people find your school and your artwork? So uh, the school and the artwork, you can find us on social media, uh, both Facebook, Instagram, uh, and uh, also you can f find our websites and YouTube channels as well. So for uh, the school, you can just type in, in Google, samsaraacademyofart.com and it will show up. And on Instagram, same thing, at samsaraacademyofart and on Facebook, 
it's the same and for my artwork they can uh, type in on instagram uh, ayush art which is a y u e s h a r t and they'll find me on instagram and facebook and to visit my website uh, they can also find me through the same amazing thank you so much well thank you so much ayush and i um can't wait to share this with everyone i think people will really enjoy it and um you're so such an inspiration to me and i'm sure you are to many other people and well, um, thank you no i'm just doing my part and <laughs> it was uh i'm really glad to be on here with the podcast and amazing. it's a pleasure Oh, thank you so much. Well, I will be in touch and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, it would mean so much to me if you would give it a five-star rating. In fact, if you screenshot your rating and send it to me on Instagram at Visionary Artist Salon or at Jessica Libor Studio, I will give you a shout out as a thank you. I also wanted to let you know that I've created a gift for you from my heart that I'm so excited to share with you. It is a free guide called 30 Days to 3K, the definitive guide to authentically increase your art sales. In this 15-page guide, I share how I've created amazing results in selling my art online while retaining the worth of my art and feeling authentic. I'm sharing the process that has worked to get the results for me. All you have to do to get it is go to my coaching website, www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com and enter your email and it'll be delivered right to your inbox. I hope it brings you so much value and let me know how it works for you. For those of you who are ready to really transform your art career from the inside out to experience more abundance, creativity, and success, I encourage you to consider my completely personalized coaching program, the Artist Soul Mastery Program. In this one-on-one coaching program, my mission is to empower you to become the artist you've always dreamed of being by helping you remove internal blocks and step into the powerful and worthy artist that you are meant to be. For a limited time, I'm doing free 30-minute explore calls to find out if this would be the right fit for you. To apply for a call, visit the coaching website at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com or shoot me a DM at Visionary Artist Salon. I'm here to chat. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Remember that you are already worthy and everything you make is an expression of your unique spirit. Now go forth and create.